It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you got a repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to thank you, as always, for making this part of your regular routine. Whatever you're doing on the way to work, home from work, at the gym, out on a run, whatever it is, you have taken the time to make us part of your life, and we very much appreciate it. We want to thank you for doing so. I am John Corrales of the Rain and Jays, here with a conversation with our guy, Millie's. He's the guy who recorded the insanely hot intro music that you hear before every podcast. And he just dropped a new album called Saints and Sinners with Static Selector. Both guys, Massachusetts guys. Static Selector from Lawrence. Millie's obviously, of course, from Cambridge. So, thought this would be a great time to have a conversation, bring him back on the show. I know Jay had a conversation with him once, uh, I think, last year when he dropped his last album. So we're here to support our guy. I mean, he gives us that that fire intro, so we're going to support him. Hope you support him. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Millie's, M-I-L-L-Y-Z. Check out his music. Uh, again, you hear him at the beginning of the podcast. This album, I love this album. I really do. It's my style. It's especially This especially speaks to me because it's my style of that East Coast. It's just a chill vibe. It's really cool. So we talk about that. We talk about... Uh, basketball, we talk about his connection to the team, some guys on the team. We talk about this whole thing. I've been getting on Twitter with the jerseys. So here's my conversation with Millie's. All right, let's welcome Millie's, the man behind the greatest podcast intro ever. How's it going, man? Yeah. What's going on, man? Uh, so you just dropped this new album with Static Selective Saints and Sinners. Uh, I've been through it now about five times. I started listening to it last night, a couple times last night, popped it on during a run. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving the style. I'm loving the whole thing. Can you just tell me a little bit about, you know, the story behind this album? Because it follows Sped 2, which was, it felt a little darker. The production felt a little darker. This feel, it feels a little bit more upbeat. Even though the topics are generally the same, this production feels a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, well, like, so... I've been doing this thing for a while and I've always kind of um, went back and forth between like trap beats and traditional East Coast hip hop production. Um, so like Sped 2 and Blanco and all the projects I've dropped before have always been like uh, a mix of both, almost like a side A and side B, like how, how things used to come where it would be the commercial music and then the, and then the B sides. But um, this was the first time uh, where I did a whole project over just East Coast production and uh, Static Selector like posed that idea to me. He was like, 
yo, I know you do different styles, but let's just lock in on one cohesive body of work. And um, so we, we just locked into the studio and um, yeah, it, it came easy. Like at, at, he would just give me batches of beats, like probably send like three beats in the email. And sometimes I would use all three. Sometimes I would use like one, but basically we got to the, um, the 10 song mark. I mean, like, let's do it. And I like it too, because I, it, it was the first time I've touched a lot of like, uh, topics, you know, I, I touched, um, I touched on addiction. I touched on depression Then there's joints where it's just straight bars, like rapping about how good I rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, thanks to sinners. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that uh, addiction. That that one stood stood out to me. Talking about a lot of really personal stuff there. Yeah, um, cause like I know, you know, I, I I know a lot of people who are addicted to pills or addicted to drugs in certain ways, and it's way crazier than I, I've ever been. But I wanted to just kind of like reflect on some things that I went through, like in 2013. Um, I kind of, you know, got into it with, with Percocets a little, a little too much. Um, where, you know, somebody who's really on perks right now might, might, might laugh at how much I was doing it. You know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, to, to, to that level, but to me, it was still, you know, something that was calling me every day. And, um, I think I got in way too deep with Percocet use. So I, I, I talked about that, um, I, t- I spoke on that, and then in 2015, like uh, a little bit of the same thing was in. I had to get off that real quick. I started, you know, taking Xannies every now and then when I was going to like the bar and using it with liquor in it. And so I just break break that whole thing down in the um in a verse, pretty much over the addiction song because I just wanted my fans to know, like, you know, I didn't want to hide that from my fans, and they might be going through the same thing or even worse. So I wanted to, to let them know, you know, you're not alone in that. And um, maybe I could be an example of how, like, my life is going now and how, you know, straight away from those things. And I, I've stayed on a, you know, straight path and attained some success after I got off of all that shit. So that's that's the addiction song. And we got the video for that coming out, too. Oh, cool. So, look, this is you're, – you're one of very few – current rappers putting out new shit that i will listen to because i'm an old man i'm an old man i go back to the days of big daddy kane that's that's when i was so you know this is a lot of the new stuff i'm not i I really don't like but your stuff i like a lot because it's not it's not that so you do some of the like you said some of the trap beats and whatever but like you you don't just rely on that shit you you're kind of you've got your own style uh, one of the things that I, I personally identify with with you is you, you're constantly mentioning that you're kind of doing things your own way and you could do things differently to get maybe some more commercial success. But it's like yeah. you'd rather do things your own way, do it this way, and you're seeing more and more success and you're not going to compromise yourself really to put out whatever you know could be popular for if you did things a different way. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like a, a cheat code. Like I could really attain a lot of unpopularity right now. I could start a beef easily. I could, uh, declare that, uh, 
no rapper. I, I could start a beef and, and make it a no-fly zone in Boston. You can't play the Middle East. I'll have 100 dudes outside of there. I could do I could do that. I could get some crazy face tattoos. I could dye my hair. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of cheat codes right now that uh, attain popularity and visibility. But I'm not going to do that because, you know, I, I, I'm going to just stick out, stick it out with, the, you know, the music, man, and and hope that, you know, propels me, man. But there, there's definitely some cheat codes, and, it, and it's tempting to, um, to use them sometimes, definitely, from the aspect of being able to, you know, get more money quicker, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I definitely know but, that, uh, yes. Yeah. It's yeah, like, nah, it's I'm, like I'm when you're watching... You know, anybody like when me and Jay and Sam, when we do this podcast, like we're not going to do like first take. We're not going to go skip Bayless, even though, like you said, there's, there's a cheat yeah. code there, maybe. But what the hell? Yeah, there, even like no... even like even like dumbass Mike Felger, like he'll say a bunch of shit and it'll get people <laughs> talking. He, I hate that dude, yo. It'll get it'll get people talking, but it's it's just um, it's like trolling. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, you could get a reaction out of it. That's it. That's exactly it. And that's this is why I like you because (laughs) I have my problems with the the Felgers of the world, but mostly because it's mostly a show. Like if that's what you think, then that's what you think, and that's fine. Then that's who you are. But my problem is with him and some of the others is that they put on the show. It's fake. Yeah. And and they 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 ramp up. They turn up the volume real high. And and they'll say things just so they could piss you off or get people to you know get behind you and, and start arguments on the radio, which I think is um, I I hate it. I get that that's what drives some things. I I can't do that. So yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah. So all right. You know what? You know one thing before we proceed with this. Yeah. Man, I, I gotta say, man. You know, I'm I'm very you know what I'm saying proud of you, and, and I think it's so dope that. You know, you're pursuing the whole Celtics thing. I'm gonna buy the uh, whatever you call it. You know the um, oh my Patreon, the subscription. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do that. My mother said she's gonna get it too. You know, oh, nice. she's a fan of yours on Twitter, and um, that's dope. But yo, I do not. Yo, your your jersey evaluations are so terrible, bro. <laughs> crazy, yo. <laughs> yo, it's so. I wanted to bring that up. You got the worst takes on jerseys ever. Like, <laughs> you think that the dopest jerseys of all time are trash. It's I, crazy. Like, I hate that Raptors oh jersey. God. I fucking hate it. Dog, oh. you hate the you hate the the Bucks jersey with the big deer on it. Did you hate the Hawks jersey with the big those are the greatest jerseys in NBA history? Yeah, I'm not I can't I can't like get that, down with I don't those. mean I those specifically. I mean like that that style wave. Yeah, that oh my God. see those. I see that wave of like that era of jerseys. I think that's the worst era of jerseys. Like that gave us nah, that stupid best, Rockets, man. those the the Rockets jerseys, like that era. Fire. Oh, fire! Uh, we've had we've fire. had this conversation I spe- before. I spent hundreds on those jerseys. I know, I know. Hundreds and hundreds on those jerseys. Fire! I'm, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the jerseys. I just, I just am, and I understand. I understand where my standing is. But I will say this: I didn't get ratioed on Twitter when I made that stand, and that's this. Just there, there are people who are with me. This might be the most divisive topic on Twitter right now when it comes to NBA Twitter. I, I know you like them. I know you like them, and Jay likes them too. I, I, no, 
Sorry. Come on, man. You're crazy. But all right, that's, <laughs> no, that's one flaw. Every Everybody's flawed. Everybody's got something. You know I mean? Fine. Fine. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. You will never catch me. And I'm so happy that the Celtics never got caught up. They never did an alternate with some big, stupid leprechaun on it. Oh, my God. Think about that. Oh, my God. That would be great. Oh. That would be great. Well, it was if, nice if having you on, right. Millie's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that would be oh, that God. Raptors that Raptors jersey is amazing, bro. The one the same one that you posted, yeah, that's like a four hundred dollar jersey. That amazing, is, that incredible. is crazy. Four hundred. I wouldn't pay four dollars. Hell yeah, I wouldn't pay four dollars just to burn it. That's how. I would and not you don't, spend my money on. And that. you don't like the Bucks. You don't like the Bucks jersey with the big deer on it, right? No, nah, I'm not a big fan of that. It's it's better crazy, than this. Man. It's better than this. The big. The big cartoon and the Hawks, dinosaur. And the Hawks jerseys. Um, yeah. No. Around when. Um, no, it's like that's Sharif the era. Yeah, that's the era when uh, the Detroit Pistons had those stupid teal jerseys with the horse and the and the exhaust pipes. That's a dope, See, that's a dope jersey. Huh? And it kills me because Grant Hill is my favorite non-Celtic of all time. And, I, and he was at his best wearing that jersey. And I think that jersey is disgusting, too. It's just that era of Jersey. I, I, it was such a departure. And look, that's fine. If you like it, you like it. I, I just certainly do not like that era of jerseys. It was, it was. And look, hey, let me tell you something. There's a reason they got away from it too. That was there was a brief part of history. And if they were that good, they would have still been wearing them. So that's all I got to say about that. Now I can't say that because the set, like even in 2000. 16 and 17 we got the Celtics experimenting with gray jerseys so they don't necessarily know exactly what they're doing right no, now that's true. with jerseys you know what I mean I, they, they, they got them wearing t-shirts right now so I can't it. say that they went away from it for a reason they're just trying a bunch of dumb shit right now you know they might as well go back to one of those I I well I've got no comeback for the <laughs> the gray jersey stuff <laughs> I, I did not like the sleeved jersey either I'm glad that they got away with it I think Nike and and look, I'm a Nike guy, and I'm, I've got a, a fair amount of loyalty. I, not that I only wear Nike, but when I was playing basketball, Nike just always fit me better. So I just and I always got to coordinate everything, so I can't wear Adidas shit with Nike sneakers. So I just just fell into Nike, and I've always liked their basketball stuff for forever. I think they really really screwed up the, this rollout last year. I don't know what you think about the Nike jerseys, but. Um, you know, I think that I think the Celtics had some decent ones. I like the black Celtics jerseys, but um, I think Nike really kind of screwed this up. I don't know. I don't know what you, you're feeling on on the uh, the new jerseys. I didn't. Right yeah, now. I didn't. I didn't really have a take either way. Was, yeah, those Raptors jerseys are still trash, though. Nah, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy, but I, I right. disagree. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. 
For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay. So you had been, let's, let's talk about your connection with the Celtics. You had been uh, a couple of summers ago, I think it was getting pretty close to Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas. They were, you know, they're checking out your stuff out and you're obviously at the games and stuff. And you've been building this relationship with them and now they're gone. Can you talk a little bit about like the relationship you have with Jay and with Isaiah and and if there's anything kind of brewing with some of these these current guys? Well, um, the like Jay Crowder, he just came to um, I did a, a release party for for one of my songs I had at the time, Lessons, and I guess he had kind of been aware of it or whatever, and he popped up at the party and we just chopped it up at the party and he's like, "Yo, man, song is a hit!" Boom, 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 and you know, um, that was all really, but Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, Jada Kiss was cool with him or whatever. So he had been putting him on and, um, you know, he just, we just went back and forth on Twitter or whatever. You follow me, like look, light stuff, you know, sure, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was definitely like some relationships that I wanted to keep building on. Um, so when they got traded, I was kind of mad just from a personal <laughs> standpoint, you know, <laughs> but, this, but that's but, gonna be um, cool. Like you're, you're, you're doing your thing. You're making your music and now it's putting you in touch with like, it didn't matter what you'd be doing right now. Right. You'd still be a Celtics fan, whether you're making music, whether you're making oh, pizza, yeah. whether, no matter what, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're still watching. 100%. So you're out there making music and it's putting you in touch with these guys that you're watching. And yeah, no, nah, it's crazy. That's, that's pretty cool. So now, now you got to find you know connections with these young guys. You think you can get Jason Tatum to do to drop a few, you know? Yeah, no, nah, I, de- I definitely gotta um gotta get with dudes, and I, I think I will. Like um, I'm pretty cool with uh, Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? I met him at All Star. Uh-huh. We follow each other on Instagram. So we need an anthem. Uh, we need a Celtics anthem. Is what we need. Yeah, I want to do it, but I don't want to be corny. You know what I mean? Like, it got to be more. Um, I think if I did something, it, it, yeah, like, because sometimes people can reach for those, you know? Sure. Like, so I, I think it would be something more like, um, I don't know if you know um, Shaq West. You know the, the the kid who just um who just went to the league, Mo Bama? Yeah. So... I don't know if you know, but this kid, Shaq West from New York, he got a huge song, probably, I don't know, 30, 40 million, but it's a huge song. And he'd be like, I'll be balling, like, my name is Mo Bama. It's, it's, a, it's a real hit song, like, for people who don't even know Mo Bama. So, but it just came, that, that was just like, um, 
organic, you know what I mean? Sure, he didn't yeah. really force it. So if I came up with something um, for the Celtics, it would probably be more, more like a couple shout outs, like even how, how Rick Ross had um, with the Patriots of balling, balling, like I play for New England. It would have to be more like, you know, it would have to be something like, I don't think I would do a whole dedication song. My only dedication song is the Rain and Jays uh, <laughs> intro. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, which is anthem enough. I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, I gotta switch it up, man. Yeah, we gotta. Um, cause we I, gotta get the, I, I said, well, well, which is, but I, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna submit it before October. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, before the season starts. Man. Sure, sure, man. I mean, honestly, like I cannot thank you enough for doing those because, like, that's <laughs> seriously, like, even. It doesn't even matter if the podcast sucks, like if we're just off our games or whatever. People just listen just for the intro and just keep keep it going. So that that counts. That, they'll download just for the intro, and that probably boosts our numbers. So yeah, that's so that. funny. <laughs> you know, the, the the crazy thing is a lot of times, like I like when I see um, uh, the locked on uh, Twitter tweet that it's like a new podcast up or something and and i'll go to check the podcast to like hear what it's talking about and i'll always forget that i'm on the intro so it comes on <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah i did the intro for <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy yeah man no that's great but yeah like i i see what you're saying with you know because people start to reach say, okay what rhymes with tatum what rhymes with Kyrie? what rhyme, you know like and you start you start really coming up with some corny shit kind of yeah. trust you not to come up with corny shit. Like, I don't think you, even if you did it and you listened to it back and you're like, nope, nope, can't do that. Can't do that. I don't know. Just yeah. Like, yeah. At yeah, some no, point, I'm going to do, when, do something definitely to bring it all for full circle. When the Celtics win the championship and those duck boats are rolling down, you got to be on that lead duck boat freestyling for people. Like just yeah, as the yeah, parade yeah, goes through, there. you got to be, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be lit in my career by the time um, that's going on. Hopefully, I can replace Donnie Wahlberg on the side uh, on the yes. on the sideline. You know can we, I mean? Look, I I don't know Donnie Wahlberg, but we need a new Boston fan. Like we need, we need a new famous Boston. Line, yes, man. we need to be watching ABC NBA Finals and you sitting on the side, little Millie's rapper. You know, I sat I sat on I sat courtside with Jada because they didn't even come interview us or nothing, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> See, like we need, we need, we need that to be like up on the jumbotron. Did they put you up at all? Nothing. Yeah, nah. My man, my man from Cambridge runs the jumbotron, so ah. I call myself the jumbotron dawn when I'm there. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm. I, 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 he tells me, "You ready to be on the jumbotron?" Bet. Ooh, ooh, we we run that back as many times, as, but they don't put your name. But I, they don't do that for anybody, really. Though they uh, do that in like Madison Square uh, Garden. Yeah, oh, Madison Square Garden. You you could be like anybody they'll put you in like oh yeah this person's sort of famous too look at this they do like celebrity yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> that's what but see that's yeah. what they're about and i think that's a good kind of dichotomy between new york and boston new york is all about that that glitz that glamour la yeah. Lakers games they, they they search out the stars like hey look at the stars it's as much a part of the game as the game where boston it's they don't really do a whole lot of that they, the game is the game, and it's the stuff on the jumbotron is just kind of like filler during timeouts. But like, the the game is the focus. So it kind of goes in line with Boston being that hard hat, blue collar type of place. And like, yeah. it's almost like if you get too big in Boston, they're like, uh, all right, 
they start getting mad at you for your own success. Like, oh, look who's here. Yeah. Look who's back, Mr. Yeah, Big yeah. Time. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about this team this year because I mean, you say you know you're going to be lit in your career by the time they get to uh, they they get to a championship. The finals. They they yeah. could get to that championship this year. I mean, there's no, no, they, no, they will. Listen, I got a, I got, I don't know if it, I got a um whole whole theory or whole um, I I believe it's Celtics and six. Ooh. First the Warriors. That's just what I think. Um, it's it's what I believe in my heart. You know what I mean? Um, I think th- some things will will change. You know, um, as far as I don't think the Warriors will go in uh, completely healthier. I just think something's gonna change. Um, but I, I believe that, um, yeah, Celtics and six, man. Yeah. Well, look, the Celtics have played and the Warriors well. I've been hitting well. up all my friends from, from the Bay Area. Yeah, we played a, listen, Kyrie over Steph Curry. Um, Ooh. Tatum could be as good as Clay Thompson. Um, uh, Horford over DeMarcus Cousins. Um, Jalen Brown and Tatum make one Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, but I don't know, man. I don't know how it's gonna shake out, but I I, I think Celtics are six, man. That would be amazing. I mean, look, there, there's always something, and we saw it with the Warriors. It's hard to, uh, it's hard. First of all, it's hard to keep winning like that. It's really hard to do that. It's hard to stay interested. They they kind of coasted through the regular season. They're able to turn it on because they're really good. But hey, you never know. You try to turn it on. Maybe maybe you don't find that speed. Maybe something happens, and you, or somebody gets hurt, or something. You never know. So the Celtics, I right. think, have the drive, and the Warriors. I mean, they're for lack of a term, some boredom. So y- you never know. Uh, I think the the Celtics are the one team in the league that actually do match up somewhat well with the Warriors. So saying that the Celtics can beat the Warriors. That's not a hot take. That's there is there are possibilities there. Um, oh no no the hot take is Celtics and six. The hot take is <laughs> yes. Yeah, but now nah, I think I mean anybody who who thinks it's impossible for us to beat the Warriors is crazy, man. No yeah. Celtics basketball. And obviously this is all contingent on if you know Gordon Hayward can be Gordon Hayward and sure, Kyrie yeah. can be Kyrie and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown take a step forward and Horford. Is playoff Horford, you know? Yeah, well, of course, of course. Uh, and then Terry, of course. But that's going to be so much fun, man, to, to watch these guys this season and kind of see how they develop. And then beyond that, you've got Tatum and Brown. I'm I'm glad that they didn't give up Jalen Brown. What, what what did you think about this summer where there were the rumors with Kawhi Leonard? Um, yeah, I didn't want. I mean, like probably like a selfish thing again, just like it was with Crowder. And I, was yeah. I didn't want Jalen Brown to get they traded. Keep, <laughs> they keep trading away all your friends. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. Like just don't trade Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, man, I'm, I'm glad. I, I kind of like it. it. It shows that like Danny like got faith in in the team that he built. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's no need to go blow it up. Is it, these kids, these kids that he drafted, and um, you know, he shattered the notion of him being a um, a weak drafter. Yeah. That was that was uh, so dumb. Like people, people. I don't know. I mean, he had some bad picks in there. You but know? they were but. they were all down at like 
you know, 16, 20, 20 something. Yeah, like, yeah. like those, those picks are always kind of crapshoots. Um, yeah. So, and look, Terry Rozier, like people shit on him for, for taking Terry Rozier. Now that was joke. one of his best picks ever. Yeah. But like, and they clowned it, him for not, for not making him available in deals. Right. And now all of a sudden he gets that chance last year and people go, Oh, right. Oh, okay. He's, he's actually good. It's some, some guys it takes time for them to blossom. It takes time for them to, to, to grow into what they're going to be. And he's still not who he is or, or who he's going to be. And he's on his rookie contract. Like he's still on his rookie contract and he still needs to get more efficient. But with, with that time and learning those lessons of the playoffs, that was, that was huge for him. I think he's going to be really good. So, that's that's something yeah, it's that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with like the minutes uh how, how they distribute the minutes though um because I like Terry's good as a starter you know yeah um, he's good when he when he knows like all right I'm gonna get this time during this game and so it's gonna be interesting to see how they divvy up the minutes I think yeah I think there's gonna be some experimentation I think for sure they're going to um, he'll, he'll probably get a lot more minutes early and really it's in Terry Rozier's best interest to say the right things to be like, Hey, look, I'm going to play. I'm the backup, you know, Kyrie, I'm never going to, uh, you know, kind of mess that up and we'll do team first and say all that stuff. Because if he starts complaining, he's, he's going into restricted free agency. Does anybody want to sit there and be like, well, you know, we don't want a guy who's going to complain. If he sat, if he sits there and kind of takes whatever the role is and does it to the best of his ability, He's probably yeah. gone next year. He's going to get a big bag, yeah. But you, if you're an opposing GM and you say, "Look, this guy really had a great attitude in a tough situation," you know, I feel good about giving him this money to be my starting point guard. You know, like that's or compete to be my starting point guard. So I think I think it's it's really in Terry Rozier's best interest to keep going like the way he's going. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. Cool shit. Yeah, well, nah, it's it, it, it's definitely gonna be a crazy season, man. And uh, you know, all the best coverage from Rain and Jay. <laughs> well, we will try, we will try. Um, everybody should go get Saints and Sinners. Buy the album. Don't just stream it. Buy the album. Support Millie's. And um, yeah, that'll help. That'll help. You know, buying the album rather than streaming. Let me ask you about that real quick before we go. Like, what's not asking for like actual figures, but like when people buy versus stream, like I want to impress upon people that buying the album versus streaming the album on Spotify, like what, what do you get? Yeah. I mean, that's that, you know, that that's the, the thing is like, I don't even really look for people to do that as much anymore, you know, just because um, like, I guess, you know, obviously, like, that's better, but so so many people are just on the streaming wave. That I'm not really mad at streaming because I get streaming checks, like, a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And and that, um, I, like, I live pretty good off streaming alone. But um, it, it's, it's definitely, like, the real fans, like, people who really want to support because just for, for buying my album, you know, for that uh, $9.90, like, that's, it takes a long time to get that, ten dollars for 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 the streamer so that's like directly to my pocket and you know that's definitely the the real support but at the same time i'm not one of the people who's like super mad at streaming right you know because um i i see good money off it well still still the point is 
if they buy it, it goes directly to you, and the streaming takes a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, well, and there that's are layers. Like real, real, real support. Yeah, definitely. So definitely buy the album, buy Saints and Sinners, Millie's and Static Selector. It's a Massachusetts crew, Static Selector from Lawrence originally. So you got the yes, Lawrence, Cambridge, Massachusetts connection. So you're supporting local artists. Um, yeah. Like I said, I love the album. Your work is great. Um, this is this is much more my style. It's got like a '90s kind of groove to yeah. it. It's it's definitely. A, I love the horns. Let it go is is great. Um, the whole album, I, I recommend picking it up. Yeah. And if you like that pure pure. That's my shit, man. That's know, my shit. This is this is definitely that wave, and this is probably. Not saying this is going to be the only project I do uh, like that, but this is going to be, you know, the only every every single song is on that same wave. So, you know, it's a very cohesive body of work and it's dope. man. Go yeah. check that out. All right. So everybody go do that. Millie's look next. The next thing that's going to drop will be our new theme song. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I got I got I got to figure out if I'm going to do a new beat or. Yeah, that's going to be the good- what, if, look, I, if I got to do a new beat or if I want to um, just swap out that Gordon Hayward line and uh, a couple other lines. All right. Well, whatever it is, it's going to be dope, and I'm looking forward to that. Millie's, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. Again, Saints and Sinners, go buy it. You can stream it if you'd like, but buying it definitely supports him more. Now, one thing that he did bring up in the podcast, and I wanted to address it, if you don't know what, I'm, what he was talking about, uh, I put this out on Twitter. Maybe some of you don't follow me on Twitter, but if you want to, it's Red's Army underscore John. I have made a decision to leave my full-time work. For those of you who don't know, I have spent the past few years producing at Channel 5 in New York City and doing occasional feature reporting pieces. So I have been working on air and behind the scenes in the number one television market for a few years now. I'm giving that up. I'm quitting. And I am moving back to Boston. And I'm moving back to Boston to cover the Celtics full-time. So what Millie's was talking about was subscribing to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash John Corrales. And that's, again, on my Twitter. I'll be tweeting it out. People hopefully will retweet it. It'll be shared. Uh, I am planning right now on charging 2 bucks a month. And I hope that's enough for you to subscribe and to support my writing and what I'll be doing there. I'm still kind of formulating exactly how everything will be parsed out because I'm still going to be at redsarmy.com. I'm still going to be doing work for boston.com. I am going to be doing my own subscription work. And obviously I'm still going to remain doing this podcast. I'll be on five days a week now. Uh, So I'll be doing that. I'll be doing locked on NBA as as well. So I'm still going to do all those things. I'm my full-time job is creating Celtics content for you. The subscription portion will be extensive breakdown type stuff. I'm I'm definitely going to do that. I'll do some video. I'll produce a video where I'm showing you the play, diagramming the play, showing you different things on key plays, why that play worked, what made them work, why certain guys were open And I've done some of that stuff, but I'm going to get much more in depth. I really want to get you a sense of what's happening in these games, why certain things are happening, what options were available, and then maybe throughout the year we can kind of piece together some trends. But I'm definitely going to do that. I also want to do some college scouting. 
I haven't been into the college as much, but the Celtics have four first round draft picks potentially this upcoming uh, draft. So I am going to spend some of my time watching these guys play and giving you scouting reports, my own personal scouting reports. So you can have a sense along with some of the other people who are out there, what, these guys are are doing what strengths what weaknesses what i think translates there are some great people out there doing that work but i want to give my own take and give you a a little bit extra uh, on that side and also i will be doing some extended writing maybe some longer form stuff we'll see uh i i will do some maybe advanced scouting of the week the celtics uh, upcoming opponents so that's been suggested to me i like that idea really getting into what the like if let's say the Celtics play three teams that week I can come in and give you what those teams schedules are so if those teams are coming off a back-to-back or or going on a road trip or whatever and then I can get into a little bit of what might happen in those games so just a little bit of a preview so you can kind of get your week set up so those things will be happening on a weekly basis which means every month every week I'll be putting out three four pieces so every month I'll be putting out uh, what's that? 16 to 20 pieces, perhaps, maybe, maybe it's somewhere in that range for two bucks a month. I'm hoping that is, that is enough for you to subscribe. So I am making the leap and I hope you are joining. Uh, hope you can join me as I do that. I will be providing a ton of Celtics and NBA content for you. This is my dream. This is my passion. This is where I am always my happiest is talking and writing about basketball and Celtics basketball. So uh, hopefully between the podcasts and the subscriptions and my boston.com work and maybe other freelance work, that'll be enough for me to just do that comfortably full time. And so I hope you support me. If you need any more updates, follow me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I will certainly be letting you know on RedsArmy.com and here on the podcast when I'm putting out new stuff. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Millie's again. The album is called Saints and Sinners with Millie's and Static Selecta. And go check that out. It is available everywhere you stream. It is also available to purchase. So do that and join us next time here on the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.